tune up the band and get ready for another paparazzi production, for it is another episode of the Sweet Chinwag Podcast. I am Sam, alongside Dan and Reardon, as we continue our journey for the wacky world of professional wrestling. Good afternoon, chaps. I feel like I've shown my age, because I feel like there's only going to be a select number of TNA fans who knew the reference I just made there. You've been showing your age for years, Sam. How dare you? <laughs> At least Alex Shelley will know what I'm talking about. <laughs> How are you chaps doing? Uh, I'm alright. I'm alright. I am surviving. Isn't such the way of life nowadays? Yeah. Sounds kind of morbid now when I think about it. <laughs> Rather dystopian as well. <laughs> Look, I was going to say, we're, we're, I'm quickly not going to turn this podcast into a... What, what am I talking about? This is, <laughs> there's always been undertones of, of, of politics on this podcast. <laughs> Have you been, Dan? If you're still there, of course. <gasps> He's disappeared. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Of course. Pause. Sorry. He's there. He's there. Thank God. We don't have to pause. Of course, what we happens don't... the moment we fucking start? <laughs> Thank God, I don't have to pause. No, <laughs> we keep because we're keeping fucking, that in now. Fucking package arrives. Ah! It was it Amazon. Oh dear. Was it Sorry? Amazon? Yes. <laughs> ah! Fuck you, Bezos. No. <laughs> How nah, you been, Dad? Oh, hell yeah. I, I'm okay. I'm in like a mild state of like delirium. Don't worry about it. It's fine. And that's not because of the person we're talking about in the episode. Uh, no, it's not. Although it does make me feel a lot better about myself to be talking about them. You damn, you damn right. <laughs> <laughs> now, nah, it's good to hear everyone's in good spirits. I have, um, if no one's seen, I've been working my butt off recently. Um, if no one saw, or if some people saw, yeah, you have. I did the title sequence for Andos's most recent video, which he uh, chronicled the trilogy of matches in UWFI of Nobuhiko Takada and Vader. That's that good shit we love. Indeed, indeed. I, I credit Andos for the direction that he gave me, which was like, can you just slap a VHS filter on this? Uh, three half minutes of them wailing on each other, and then 90s video games. That was the direction he gave me. I like to think I did an alright job. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, go and watch it. It's on YouTube right now as we speak. Wait a minute, this isn't even Recommendation Corner. What am I doing? I am getting way, way ahead of myself. <laughs> you are disrupting the natural order of things, and you must atone. Nearly 140 episodes, and, I've been, and I'm messing it up already. Uh, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> Fuck, 140. Anyway, uh, we give you this podcast thanks to those lovely people over at SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and for our nearly 140 episodes and running, forever pending other platforms. You know, guys, I might not know a lot about the great wrestlers that we never knew, as per the title, but I do know one thing. For 140 episodes, we have been pending, and we always will be. Pending. I was thinking you, I, either that, or I was thinking you were going to do that, or a Motor City Machine Guns pun, but I'm glad you went for the former. 
Why, why, would, you why, call, why, would you call it a Motor City machine pun? I'd like to announce that I am leaving this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> My job here is done. And with that marks the end of the sweet chin rub. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no, before we get on to volume nine of Great Wrestlers You Never Knew, yes, I know it's been a while, sue me, um, it is time to visit Dan for this week's wrestling news. Dun, 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 dun. Wrestling news. Oh, hell yeah. Well, there's been a lot of changes. There have been. Past couple um, of weeks. I think we will, I mean, the one I want to start off with, is obviously our girl Trinity FKA Naomi appearing in Impact straight into the title picture. You love to see it. You damn right, you love to see it. <laughs> Best place for her to go to. A lot of people... women's division there's only getting better. There's some people that say it's an absolute massive downgrade and are trying to say that Mercedes Monet has ruined that woman's life and career. To which I say, get a hobby. <laughs> I mean, not wrong. Like, are you really that? Are you really that silly to say that this is a downgrade or this is Mercedes' fault or anything like that? What if, and maybe this is a bold concept for people to think about. What if Trinity just wanted to wrestle, and there was a great opportunity to wrestle in Impact? See, the thing I always say about this, as I've kind of come along with stuff, and there was actually a really cool tweet I saw about it. I need to start remembering who writes these. Um, but it was saying about like the way that things have gone with this whole like WWE versus AEW position makes it seem like anything like people seem obligated to work for one of them. Yeah, and it's like like obviously Impact is not does not have the reach of WWE or the prestige of like WWE or AEW, right? Mm. But, like, they are still probably one of the best promotions for women's wrestling. Yeah, it's got a killer and it's not, division. And it's not like... It's not like Mercedes or Trinity, in this case, um, are obligated to work for AEW. Exactly. Like, they don't have to. They can go wherever they want to. They can do whatever they want. I mean, yeah. I mean, as I said, like, it's they've got a killer women's roster at the moment you've got diana perrazzo as the knockout champion you've got the coven as the knockouts tag champions and jordan grace is always killing it as per usual like there's there, there's no reason why like oh, rosemary obviously that's that's a given as well yes. i mean so like gail kim as well even though like of course now she's more in a managerial producer position giselle shaw yeah but, like, but it's like you've I got don't... you've got I, I, don't, I don't know where this thing of like well I, I think I do know where this thing of like oh they have to work for one of the big two which has come from this weird obviously like this weird tribalism that's developed around wrestling mm. but I think I think also the and I I feel like people are going to hate me if I say this if I say you know there's that whole thing about like when people stop wrestling for WWE and then they go to somewhere else and then immediately people drop like the fucking bingo halls line. Yeah. It's this thing of like, if you're not in this multimedia entity, then clearly you are, you have no reach to anyone. Yeah. And it's like, man, 
what a what a hyper capitalist way of consuming entertainment. <laughs> like the entertainment and the job that you do is purely derived by the amount of people that see you and thus the amount of money you can make. That's it's, just sad. It, it is. It is. <laughs> so if anything, I feel Sorry, like... people didn't people didn't come here for like economic philosophy. <laughs> no, if anything, it's a good place to actually try and like why not? Like if you see that there's I think it's a good I think it's a good place to reset. No, exactly. Exactly. Um but yeah, no, obviously <clears throat> um along with all of that, it's really cool to see Mercedes still doing her thing, appearing pretty much everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, be quickly becoming the hot topic in women's wrestling, and that's awesome to see. Yes, believe there's a a New Japan Strong Women's Championship that's being made, and there's going to be a yes. four person tournament. Um, I believe, believe Willow Nightingale. Uh, I was going to say resurgence. I don't think it's resurgence. Mm. But yeah, I, um... I should know because I've seen the poster bloody everywhere. But. <laughs> <clears throat> But no, I think it's pretty safe to say that uh, they've done all right for themselves. If that, I mean, maybe that's just me that thinks that that they've no, done all no, right for no, themselves. they have, they have. Like, obviously, they're not gonna like, you know, they're not gonna be going. In, there is no entity that is as realistically big in wrestling as WWE. <laughs> this yeah. multimedia conglomerate run by that Andrew Ryan-looking motherfucker. Um, yeah. <laughs> So I think we have to be I think we have to be realistic in terms of what things are. And I said, if they want to appear in AEW, they'll appear in AEW. If they don't want to, they don't have to. They can just do whatever they want. But as I said, it would be cool to have Mercedes Monet at, at Forbidden Door. Mm. But like if we don't, then okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna lose sleep over it. <laughs> exactly. People. Um but yeah. Um where do you want to go to next with people appearing in places? AEW. Let's talk about it. My man Roderick Strong appearing in AEW. You'll love to see it. It's basically we're basically just in the PWG arg. You know what I love so much talking about that? Is End when of heartache as... by Kill Switch Engage. I was gonna say, as soon as I heard Kill Switch Engage, it's like, oh my fucking god, they actually did it. <laughs> they have so much money for music rights, mm. my God! Yeah, but they realized that they realized the impact that it can have. Exactly. Like, there's no, there's no need for them to go and get the license to "End of Heartache" by Killswitch Engage, but they did it anyway, and that's because it's dramatic. And as well as that, Killswitch Engage is just that metal band that just hits different from pro to pro wrestling. I can't, I can't tell you why. Actually, you know what? I can tell you why. It's because Howard Jones is one hell of a metal vocalist. Yes, correct. <laughs> but no, it was really good, and it was it was a great surprise. Considering what we've known is that Roddy was was looking to sitting out his contract in WWE, but we were never hundred percent sure whether he had gone if it had lapsed, if he like if it went over, or if he had, if he was still within the company. So the surprise of Roddy running in to save Adam Cole was was a really nice surprise, to say the least. A lot of people, 
Uh, again, with the discourse of it was a bit weird. Think people thinking this was going to be the needle shaker that they needed. A lot of people saying that Roddy won't draw a single dime. To which, like for me, I was on the fence. I was on the mindset of, oh great, Adam Cole and Roddy back together. Does this mean that we can get the band back together for AEW? I'd love to see it. You you would want to yeah, see yeah, like like we're not. <laughs> I think any person being there going, is Roderick Strong gonna be is Roderick Strong gonna be the main draw in AEW is really obfuscating the point. <laughs> exactly. Like like we we know he's not going to be. But he's going to be a but, man. But also though, do I particularly care about that? No, because he's no. just gonna be a guy that can have some cool matches. He's going to absolutely kick lumps out of people. And, and that's the people. good bit. That's that's the Roderick Strong I just want. <laughs> yeah, that's that's all I want out of him. And hell, all I want, just... all I want is like, I mean that and shitty little boots. That's that's what I care about. <laughs> Can we have the rivalry between Daniel Garcia and Roderick Strong basically be who wears shitty little boots better? Yeah, <laughs> I just I want that to be the basis of their rivalry. I would be so happy if that is just that. But they go on and have actually barnstormers of wrestling matches. Oh, they will go on and have barnstormers. That's how they do. Mm. Yeah, oh. no, I'm, 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 all, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get some, we'll get some fun matches out of it. Uh, there'll probably be like a cool pay per view, Dealy. Maybe like a trios kind of thing. Once Kyle then... back, I think. I mean, come on! Once Kyle O'Reilly is back, I think that is um... Adam Cole, Adam Cole, Roddy, and Kyle versus the Elite. Oh, that 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 writes itself, you know. Adam Cole, Roddy, and Kyle versus the House of Black. Do you think they'd be good as trios champions, the Undisputed Elite? I don't know. Although there is a part of there is just a part of me that just wants to see. Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong just beat the crap out of the Young Bucks. Take from that what you will. What, you mean Roddy runs it back one more time? Yes. The beating up the <laughs> Fair enough. Dan, you heard it here. Dan wants Roderick Strong to beat up the Young Bucks so bad that once again they go to Taco Bell. <laughs> you are being sent to Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> So another change is what's going on with the main title situation in WWE. Um, yeah, we have got a brand new heavyweight championship. Or I say that it's a brand new version of the world heavyweight championship. Well, this is the thing. It's basically the we can't take the title. Well, Romans unified the titles, but they're two separate belts, which I mean, that that's okay because I mean, like, try explaining the All Japan Triple Crown to someone. Yeah. Well, yeah. All Japan Triple Crown pre like two thousands. Yes. <clears throat> um, which is like okay. So then we have this one, which is the the World Heavyweight Championship, but it's separate, and it's exclusive to the, the brand, but it's a world title. So technically, Roman's not undisputed champion, but he is. Isn't this the problem that they found themselves in back in 2014 when they unified both WWE and World Heavyweight Championships that they've had too many well, champions? Because I, I, I assume I assume this is the 
the network wants a world title and we can't figure out a way to get one even though we had the opportunity and now we've got to try and do it yeah they have can, to... I, mm. can i just can i just i hate this i yeah. hate it i i before we continue on with this tried explanation i just need to get that out the way that i hate this a lot <laughs> like i like like flames coming out the side of my head hate this this yeah. is so stupid <laughs> this is so stupid and so unnecessary it didn't have to be this way god damn it god damn it it's that thing it is that thing isn't it it's that they 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 put back themselves up into the corner and the only way they could they could solve it was just again putting themselves in another in the same position they were ten years ago. Where the more things think... change, the more things stay the same. Yes, my God, this is so unnecessary. So, do you think they're going to merge the Universal and WWE titles together now? I've got no idea, dude. I... Who? Oh, legitimately, who knows, Sam? Legitimately, who knows? Because this is just—it's just messed up. It's like it's—it's. It's, oh my god! I I myself would have been like, well, if this was the plan all along, surely it would have been a smart thing to—I don't know—have Cody go for one title, and that way he wins that. But Roman's still got the one title he's been holding on to nearly a thousand days. Yeah, like they could, they could they not have just done a thing where he's like, "I will declare for the one title," or be like, "I want both," and then fucking Triple H descends from his fucking heavenly throne and is like, "You can only have the one." <laughs> yeah, ain't it that, funny? That... Ain't it funny though for the unveiling of that title? Be Triple H, the guy that was synonymous with that title during his reign of terror. Yeah, this really feels like. <laughs> sorry, guys, this is reign of terror again. <laughs> well, apparently they apparently they've planned. Apparently, Roman Cody is in the books for WrestleMania forty. So, ah, well, that's our trip to <laughs> Philadelphia sorted, fellas. <laughs> I'm, you know what? I mean, I'd rather not. I'm <laughs> you know, as you guys know, I have business in Philadelphia, and even with that, I'm like, do I have to? <laughs> so what do we think of the design? Okay, I'm going to say this, right? It's all right. I feel like what I... they tried to do was to merge three titles together. They tried, to, of course, the, the main design, of course, harkens back to Big Gold, which is really obvious to see. The way that it's shaped, though, they've shrunk it down to make it look more like the WWWF championship of the 70s, like the one San Martino and Backland would hold. But with also with the, the current WWE championship design. It feels, again, a merging of three sort of designs. It's okay. It looks it looks nice. And nice enough. I I, I, I I honestly think the design design wise it's pretty neat. I actually kinda like I actually, I dig it design wise, honestly. I, it's a little hmm. it's a little busy just be, but just because I I think just because of like the actual WWE 
E logo. Yes. Well, in- yeah. So, so this is my thing. What it is tried <laughs> to capture the very timeless aesthetic of a certain period of wrestling title, and that's so cool because I love that. Yes. I love calling back to history. I love trying to recreate that very timeless aesthetic. But the problem is, is that timeless aesthetic and modern corporate branding don't go together. (laughs) And what you have is you have two things which don't quite gel together. Yeah. They're like two really nice pieces of separate things that you put together. Like I, I don't know how I don't know how to describe it, but it would be like you know, having a really nice slice of cake and then also having a really nice piece of lasagna <laughs> and then deciding that maybe those two can go together. To like t- they're great they're great on their own, but not as a unified thing. <laughs> You're trying to tell me my red velvet lasagna wasn't nice, Dan. <laughs> Look, right, we can take that up at another time. <laughs> and it, it just it just doesn't quite mesh. It feels with that WWE logo slapped in the middle of it, it feels it feels gaudy with that right in the middle. Mm, mm. Like if it were up, shrunk down and moved up to the main plate. I wouldn't. I think we wouldn't be sitting here being like very like. Ah, it looks all right, rather than it, actually. You know what? It looks quite no, cool. No, if, if it if it fit into the general aesthetic, then yeah, it'd be fine. It'd look great. <laughs> but just because it sticks out, and you have like the difference between the gold and the silver and the black, mm. which makes it quite aggressive. See that it stands out. See gold, silver, and. The, like gold and black together only worked for the undisputed championship. We all know this. It's, it's the only belt that's ever made that look great. Yeah, that's because it had a consistent aesthetic. <laughs> okay, incorporating. The, I, I'm still. I'm still very much on the fence when it comes to the custom side plates rather than the name bar. Maybe that's just kind of old school me that prefers a name bar over the custom. I like I like a nameplate. I think it's good. But yeah, like I mean, like if you think about it in comparison to like other recent title inclusions, Mm. I would say it's probably a lot better than most of them. It's certainly better than the fucking Shadowloo IWGP belt. (laughs) Shadowloo. Um, it's certainly better than that. Isn't it crazy that the NXT UK Championship is still probably one of the better modern design belts they've they've done? <laughs> yeah, but that's because they went, okay, let's just go for a relatively timeless aesthetic. Mm. It's We're... not aggressively corporate. It has a consistent theme, and it has a strong brand I- and has a strong identity. Well, that belt doesn't exist anymore, so we can't talk about it, fellas. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> But yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's as bad as some people are making out. But it's certainly not like I have seen some people out there being like, "Oh, we will look at this belt like it is the winged eagle, the big eagle." No, <laughs> I don't. 
that's a level of revisionist history I don't want to reach. Although to be fair, I've had seen people on the timeline saying that they were like, "Can we go back to 2012 WWE?" So, <laughs> guys, no, <laughs> no, we cannot. And that's a that's good. What thing. I was like, I was like, you weren't there for it. <laughs> You didn't have to sit through the anonymous general manager. You didn't have to sit through that whole Vicky Guerrero and Edge versus Dolph Ziggler storyline. He's right, you know. You weren't there. He's right, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, a lot of people have been saying as well, as well with all this, it's the consolation prize title now. Um, now, of course, we've got. If the draft. it goes to Cody, it will be. Because with Cody I have a feeling now, for some reason they're going to put it on Seth, but with Cody now on Raw, it seems very likely that that's going to be the case. Um, He's ah. finishing the story, guys. He's finishing the story. Finishing the story of what? I thought WrestleMania was finishing the story. Oh, well, I feel like if any case, if it is true, I guess. I guess it'll look good on LA Knight if he wins money in the bank. <laughs> yeah. If you actually put it on LA Knight, that would actually be the most buggy move I've ever seen by WWE, <laughs> and I would be here for it. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. <laughs> anyway, though, I think we're done with the news. Lovely stuff. Brandon, what have we got for Recommendation Corner this week? Guys, how do you feel about medical horror, psychological horror, and the existential horror of the one percent earning, own completely owning the right to fertility? Uh, I'm horrified by it. Um, mm -hmm. I, 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 well, it's, it's the reason why I try to escape reality, Reardon, If I'm honest. <laughs> well, too bad, guys, because I'm recommending Dead Ringers. <laughs> No, I must preface this by saying not the BBC primetime show hosted by John Culture. <laughs> no, not that. Or the David Cronenberg movie starring... Was it? Jeremy? Yeah, Jeremy Irons. Yeah. But it's, but it's in fact a miniseries remake of the movie with friend of the pod rachel what i'm just gonna call her friend of the pod rachel wise and just make that happen by a, by a magical thinking yes until they say otherwise yeah you know what i mean i mean it doesn't count as libel <laughs> so or libel or slander to say that they're a friend of the pod it's just a lie anyway <laughs> where's the lie <laughs> where's the lie where is the lie but no um highly recommended well acted, but this will be the first. Um, this will be the first recommendation of the podcast where I will be doing a content warning. If you are icky about childbirth, like hospitals, like medical stuff, watch something else because, like, it is literally episode one where we start to see this stuff. They yeah, don't like, hold back. No, no, I cannot emphasize enough how little they hold back. Which I think is probably the um, the consequence of it being like an all. I believe it's an all theme, all female like writing staff, all female like show running mm. crew. Which means you get to see basically some thoughts on childbirths via <laughs> via the power of sin, via the power of visual storytelling. Which um, mm, mm. 
<laughs> but if you can like stomach that, I do find it a really fascinating, really well acted Rachel Weisz's Gangbusters on it. I I've been enjoy enjoying it is a strong word. I've been really appreciating it, and I and I do think that if you're into that sort of stuff, I recommend it. Dang, son. And here yeah. was me. Here was me with like a sort of a very very tame uh, recommendation. I was going to recommend as well. <laughs> See, I was going to recommend um, music producer and video editor extraordinaire Kiefer Green, who does amazing mi mixtapes uh, remixes of uh, over on YouTube, Spotify, and Spotify uh, under the name What's Happening. Um, I enjoy it as a guy who very much enjoys hip hop remixes of songs. So I recommend that. Go watch his channel. I highly recommend it. Kiefer Green. So, sorry, I had to take a drink of water there. My apologies. With that, it is time for Volume 9 of Great Wrestlers You Never Knew. Alex Shelley. Now, here's, the here's a weird thing. Right, for question one... I think it's safe to say this is one where we all know Alex Shelley. So it seems a bit silly to say, what did the you question, know? The question becomes, where did we first know about Alex Shelley? I was going to say, yeah, where did we first know about Alex Shelley, guys? <laughs> yeah, I... no, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's TNA. <laughs> what about you, Dan? Would you, was it TNA? TNA, TNA, specifically the TNA X Division. Damn right. Because we all love the X Division in this house. Exactly. For me, it would have been, it would have been Generation Next in Ring of Honor, two thousand and five, two thousand four, two thousand and five. Again, I am showing my fucking age. <laughs> Ian, what can you do about it, you know? I know, I know. Me being the giant wrestling nerd that I am. But yeah, 140 episodes, Feathers, you knew that. You knew that. Sorry, yeah. in the future, every time you mention about your age, I'll just mention a fact that will make you feel even worse about it, so it will stop you from doing it. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> this is a threat. Help me. Now, uh, <laughs> so, it's safe to say we know Alex Shelley more predominantly for his time in TNA and especially as one half yeah. of quite possibly one of the best tag teams of the noughties with the Motor City machine guns. But as I would like to stress to some of our lovely listeners out there, there are some people out there who don't know who Alex Shelley is. And that's a fucking crime. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Mostly because Alex Shelley's presence in the world of wrestling can't be understated of just how much of an impact he's made. Oh, yeah. Um, even just by the tiniest things, there's a chain, a chain um, a moment of chain wrestling. A lot of wrestlers took that from Alex Shelley. <laughs> And it's crazy to think that. Um, it, it's like what I say to people, though, which is that 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 kind of like two thousand two to two thousand five ish 
I'll say 2000, 2002 to like 2007, just to like get as many people as possible. Yeah. That class of wrestlers just shaped wrestling for like the next, what will probably be the next 20 years to come. Exactly. No, you're right. Exactly. Um, and I regard Shelley as one of those was one of those very few people that, that that has greatly influenced professional wrestling as to what it is today. Um, so yeah, with all that being said, let's get on to the matches that I provided for you two chaps. Starting with match number one from Ring of Honor's third anniversary show in two thousand and five, Alex Shelley versus CM Punk. Thoughts and feelings on this match, Feathers? I have a lot of love for this match. It's not one I'm like... I don't think it would be one where I'd be like, oh yeah, this is one you've absolutely like got to see. Mm. But I, I, it's one I would always recommend to people at some point when it comes around. It, it is quite an interesting one as well because... Um, Especially for younger Alex Shelley, mm. it's a lot different to see him not be the fan favorite as much. Yeah. Mm. So it is quite a bit of an interesting dynamic with it. Exactly. One thing I say about this match when watching it is that it's crazy, even just a few years in... How down pat Alex Shelley had the fundamentals of professional wrestling down. Oh yeah. It's it's genuinely crazy. Like he was pulling off like he was pulling off chain sequences, selling, ring psychology. He had that down as if he was a ten year veteran. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's nuts to see that. <laughs> and especially keeping up with someone who at the time was the biggest name in professional wrestling in America at that point. It's mm-hmm. again, it's crazy to see that so young into his career. No, it is. And especially working a match of what I'm going to say is this style. It kind of shifts between like a, I was going to say aggressive, but like it shifts between like more free flowing wrestling and just like I'm going to beat to the crap out of you. Which again, <laughs> I have a lot of love for. Exactly, exactly. Which kind of the thing is that was Ring of Honor's um, mantra for the longest time, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what did you think of this one, really? Yeah, yeah, I know I'm gonna get a lot of hate this episode. All right, look. <laughs> There's, have you guys like heard of the TV tropes com- concept? Seinfeld is unfunny. Yes. I feel like I really hit slap bang into this with Alex Shelley. Mm. And are you saying that like he influenced every every like wrestler over the past 20 years makes a lot of sense because a lot of this stuff a lot of especially this one i did run into this i have seen this all before this is a weird perspective to have someone come in it's like you i mean it's it's clear like we've seen you've seen shelly we've all seen shelly for years at this point but going back 
as well to realize that oh wait everyone's kind of ripped off shit <laughs> in one way yeah. or another yeah like, it is a it is a it is a thing to uh it is like, a thing to think about yeah like i will i won't lie to you i found this i found this like this match very difficult to watch because i just like i i really i almost like messaged you sam going this is the guy R really this is this is the great you know, wrestler you know, do you know what do you know what's really weird about it mm. is that when when we think about it in this lens it makes this match from 2005 and i'm i'm saying this in your sense almost feel derivative <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but it's you know not. I mean? This is the origin point. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. I have like, especially like, if I'm on this podcast, we've been doing this for years. I have, we have. This is the ninth great wrestlers you never knew. So what's in it? I was kind of like, really? This is this is the dude. <laughs> this is the wrestler. I'm. I was very confused. <laughs> See, like this... I'm watching the ma I'm watching the match thinking like this is like yeah this is like technically very solid. See, but you see, peeps, this is why this is why we are nearly 140 episodes in. This this podcast keeps making me come back to all of this. Is because this is because of this stuff. Yeah. So I read this is gonna be. I think this is the episode where I think both of you are really gonna have to like. Sit Sam. down and explain it to me on this one. <laughs> oh, I'm looking forward to this. You know what I really liked about this match, uh, like uh, that 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 separates it, I guess, nowadays from professional wrestling. Mm -hmm. They targeted a limb and kept going for it the Ring entire psychology. match. Psychology. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Punk went for Shelley's left arm. Um, Shelley went for the abdomen. Like. Yeah. And they kept going for it. I was like, oh, God. Oh, my God. Bring psychology, gentlemen. <laughs> See, I was going to say, another thing I really liked about this is it, I feel like it actually... I mean, to be fair, my, 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 my extent of watching Punk at this time is not the deepest. <laughs> or at least I can remember anyway. <laughs> Um, but what I did quite like is um, a lot of the stuff that Shelly does forces Punk to use different moves. Yes. And to work a slightly different skill set. Like, um, there were some really cool bits, like, these these aren't, like, major spots or anything, but there's some really cool stuff, like, where Shelly has him in, like, a front face lock, and so he has to do, like, kind of... Um, it's kind of like an awkward monkey flip. Yes, mm. or I guess how how you would refer to it as like a shoot style monkey flip, which sounds like a stupid concept, I know. <laughs> shoot but... style monkey flip, <laughs> but it, it's it's a real thing. <laughs> it is true. It is true. It's, a, it's kind of like where you're there, and you're dropping down, and he puts like the knee as he falls back, he lifts the knee up into like um, the stomach, and you kind of like roll them over. Mm. There and was like a quite, oh, there she, was a... I like Shelly going straight into the cravat, and then just. Um, CM Punk being like, well, I will simply take your arm. I will admit, there was a stiff-looking gut buster from Shelly, though, when Punk went to the top rope, dived off the top rope, and then just Shelly went, no, I seen that, and I give you my knee. <laughs> <laughs> but no, apart from all of that, as I said, this is a few years into Shelly's career. You know, he is just, he's just been, he's been 
working the Detroit Indies, working in Canada, starting to make a name for himself in Ring of Honor, part of Generation Next, or the Embassy, then Generation Next. He's on his own at this point. He's just come off from having a tryout match in WWE against Simon Dean as well. So we're <laughs> early into Shelley's career at this point. Um, so, yeah. All in all, this, again, enjoyed this match, but going back to it, I understand and fully agree with Reardon's perspective <laughs> on this one. So, with all that said, ratings for this match, and I'm going to start with Reardon. <laughs> oh, man, I, I really feel like the heel on this one, and I really don't want to. I'm going to give it a 2.9 receding. <laughs> <laughs> Like my hairline. No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> like, like, uh, again, at this point, I've just seen it all before. And it's not the match's fault. It's not the match's fault. It's a very, very good technical match. It's they damn kids with their iPhones. Yeah, but it's a really good technical match, but... Honestly, I think the technicalities is all it's got going for it at this point. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna get hated so much for this episode. I can just feel it. See, I can, I can this is this is this is what this is what this is what I like though, right? Mm. Because Raiden, you have that, and then for me, I'm giving this a four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the reason I'm giving it a four is because so much of this has aspects of the like the what we would now refer to as your broad range of technical wrestling mm -hmm. mm. i think there's a bunch of cool stuff in here there's a bunch of stuff which yes while maybe now is derivative there's still stuff in here that you don't see much anymore mm. um and I think there is still a lot of really cool stuff in this, especially with the interplay of Punk and Shelley, where basically the essence of the, the match is Alex Shelley is a bitch. <laughs> and I will make him see that. Yes. And I, I, and I, I do I do quite like that and the the way it works out. And it's kind of like this little like it's like a little kind of like chess game of them trying to figure each other out. Um, I mean, obviously, the thing I think most people know this for is like the finishing stretch. Yes, where they have the they have the really cool spot of like, I think this is the um, yeah, just like going in, trying to get uh border city stretch on counters, boom, anacon device, mm. wham, we're done. Yeah. Um and it, it it looks cool. It looks like it makes sense. Um and just there's so much in here which I think has come to influence wrestling in the future <laughs> that I think there is part of this which um is worth looking at. Does that make sense? To a certain yes. degree. Yeah, I'd say that yeah, makes sense. That yeah. makes, it does make sense. So, for me, it's 3.75 out of 5. And I say that because 
I I agree with both parts. I would absolutely say, but I would go on as go on to say that Shelley had better matches in two thousand and five at this time than the one he had with Punk. For example, on this no, that's absolutely true. I think well, I mean when you think about it, he just before this he had a a match with El Generico and PWG that was great. Mm-hmm. He had a match for the CZW Junior Heavyweight Championship that was really good, really solid. He was also in Zero One um, in Japan where he had a, a fantastic match against uh, Spanky and had a really good match against um, Christopher Daniels for the X Division title oh, in yeah. PWG. <laughs> yeah. But there was also, of course, the very famous match in Zero One where he faced off against Chris Saban. Which, in turn, was almost the thing, the catalyst that formed the Motor City Machine Guns. (laughs) (laughs) So there is, this time, there are a hell of a lot better matches that Shelley had had at this time, for sure. Mm -hmm. And we're looking at a punk that is just on his way, that is just about to get into the Summer of Punk and is on his way to WWE as well. So he's he's in this weird transitionary period. Yeah. Yeah, where he's coming, he's going away from what's made him famous for so many years in the indies, and he's now kind of morphing into a more WWE centric type wrestler. I mean, you can tell that by the fact that the match isn't an hour long. So exactly, <laughs> exactly. So yeah, for all of those as well as kind of what coming in it from a new like from our perspective in the year twenty twenty three as well, looking at this again. I can't help but agree with Reardon where it's like this match, while fundamentally solid, technically proficient, you can't help but feel that it's you see four of these chain sequences every event. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is why I'm so interested to watch this uh, to, to, about doing Alex Shelley with you guys, especially you, Reardon, especially you. All right. Match two. Glad I chose this one because it's one of my favourite TNA matches to, uh, to date. Uh, Correct. During the time of TNA wrestling. It's from Genesis 2009. The finals of the X Division title tournament. As teammate goes against teammate. It's Chris Saban versus Alex Shelley. Thoughts and feelings, feathers? God, TNA was so good when it was good. This is, huh? this is the thing. When TNA was good, it was absolutely nutty. <laughs> Just, oh, mate. Yeah. It, honestly, it honestly made me angry again. <laughs> <laughs> we, have, we have gone through this many a time. We will could probably continue to, to go through this many a time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Jeez, that era of TNA when it was good, it made me so happy. Yeah. And oh. this, is, this, this is to my point. God, the X Division fucking slapped most of the time. It, it was so. It was such good eating. <laughs> That's the thing. As 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 a fan of as a fan of that style of wrestling, we had no idea how good we were feasting. Yeah, <laughs> literally, literally, what a time! What a time! Just an entire an entire division made for made for all three of us. Yes. Yes. Oh me oh my. And this was a good meal. Oh, I love this match. I was like, uh, lit- I think you know what? 
the placement. I always like seeing how you place the matches, Sam. Mm-hmm. That's always interesting because I always like seeing how you tell a story on this. Yes. So when you did the CM Punk, I was like, oh, this is going to be a bit of a slog. And then the Chris Saban match, and I was like, oh, Sam, <laughs> <Be> back, boys. <laughs> he got just me again. The boys are back in town. <laughs> just when he fills his heart, I pull him back in, baby. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh, boy. All right. This so is a he, very interesting, very interesting matter. Please go on, Sam. Go on. So this, I feel we're here. Well, this is Shelley, finally, kind of like he's got everything down now. But this is the perfect package, Alex Shelley, where he's got the fundamentals down pat. He has got the in-win awareness to an absolute unfathomable degree. But he's also working with Saban and teaming with Saban. He's got speed down pat. Like his yeah. agility, I feel was so much better than it was when he started out. As mm-hmm. like as this time in two thousand and nine, it's insane. Again, perfect all around wrestler. I think he is at this point. I think the thing with this as well is that he found the the mix of styles that would come to define him. Yeah, because like the. The, the technical work and everything with the ROH stuff and the, the early TNA stuff was, was cool, but I think it lacked some of that edge to kind of keep up with the style that was going at the time. Mm-hmm. So being able to add a lot more um, stuff like the, with the high flying and the a lot more of the movement and picking up the pace really helped. Yeah. This is a it's a fun thing because I was umming and ahhing as well whether to actually just make this all Motor City Machine Guns matches. I was very on the fence about doing it, but then I realised actually no because we wouldn't really get a good. We it's not that it's not like I really wanted to watch them. I really wanted to watch Motor City Machine Guns matches, but at the same time we don't get a kind of a very good view on Shelley because it's mostly like no. This is an Alan Shelley focus. Yes. Yes. I was tempted though. I was tempted by a, like a, a a guns a generation me match, but alas, I held up. <laughs> but yes. no, these guys as a tag team sound. Their double team moves are just so crisp and so fast and to the point. Love them facing off against one another. Damn, they are just they just bring out the best in the pair of uh, in in each other. They just... and... This is going to be my key thing to say about this match. This is the possibly like if you need an example of how to do a familiarity match, please do this. <laughs> yes, because I I love it when wrestling does the thing of these people know each other and they physically represent that. I love this because there are so many inventive holds. Yeah. There are so many inventive positions. There are so many things, like small things that Shelley does, which just like show show that. Yo, shout out to like, the Border City stretch as a, as as an underrated uh, like submission move, like the single oh, yeah, arm no, of yeah. Saturn. Like I know, like transitions in wrestling moves seem a bit useless at times but i do like how they use it here Mm -hmm. because it's always about finding the next position it's always about finding the next thing they feel useful 
Yes. It feels like sometimes the transitions are used as a misdirect. I like the transition into the suicide, uh, the Tope Suicida that they did. That's mm-hmm. what the transition from the from the kind of uh, Shelley being bamboozled or kind of being tricked into going to the outside. Saban quickly in one fell swoop hitting the ring, Tope into Shelley. And and then the and then the 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 Frankenstein spot as well, where Shelley holds the ropes up as well. How clean they pulled that as off as well. But it's it's also stuff like um, there's a spot where Shelley kind of goes for this like it's kind of like a figure four, mm. but it's like the two of them are like at an angle to each other. Yes, and I love that a because it looks cool. Two, it's for something very different, but three, it has them facing each other, and that's awesome. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and of yes. course, I like how they ended it, playing into the familiarity of one another when they realise that they're at a stalemate, when when both of them have pulled out a cradle shock, Saban's pulled out his cradle shock, Shelley's pulled off sliced bread, both of them are at a stalemate. Both of them not knowing how can they defeat one another. Shelley decides, you know what? Gonna I'm gonna full, lull him into a full sense of security. Pretend my ankles hurt and roll him up. It's storytelling and wrestling matches, boys. And and but you know the great thing about this is, as well, like talking as a like a as a cohesive thing. Mm. Um. It's the two of them being there and being like, you know what? You got me. Mm. Because he's easily <laughs> knowing TNA at its worst. <laughs> <laughs> that could have just immediately become a tag team breakup angle. Mm. Yes. But they didn't do it. And I respect that so much. Or maybe but, they oh, will, I, dude. <laughs> or maybe they will, dude. No, but um, there's just so much stuff in here which is like really cool for playing off that concept of like these two know each other they 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 know how each other work they know the holds they know the things that they go for so let's try and break that down again I do I love I love the slice bread mm. it's awesome is it what I think of when I think of Alex Shelley only by proxy of him me mostly watching him in TNA yeah <laughs> I far prefer the border city stretch. <laughs> Ah, exactly. You know what's even crazy about all of this when I really, when I looked at this? A, that TNA gave them 20 minutes. Yes. On an opening, on the opening of Genesis, which is crazy. And would you believe me if I told you that this was Alex Shelley's one and only reign as X Division champion? Really? Yeah. And no, this this, and this is a thing. This is a thing that I have gone on about to so many people. <laughs> Which is, I think by the time of this match, Chris Sabin had it four times. Yeah. This was his one and only, and that's crazy. That is crazy. Hey, look, Sabin was a key part of the X Division right from its inception. So, in terms of like how many reigns he had, not surprised in the slightest. Like him, Petey Williams, and AJ Styles were such a fundamental part of that division for so long. But it still stands to point it's bloody criminal that Alex Shelley only ever had one reign as X Division champion. That is fascinating. All right, then, fellas, ratings for this match. I imagine they're probably going to be a bit high. 
<laughs> oh, this is a this is a this is a four. This is a four, right? I'm happy to give that. Mm-hmm. No notes, just good X division stuff across the board. Nasty <laughs> hits, nasty hits. But the good yeah. of nasty hits. <laughs> Alex Shelley getting to show off a little bit, a little bit more of his like, you know, his more Matt style. To to Chris's slightly more high flying, although not by much, which makes it so much more interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just oh, TNA, why, <laughs> why, <laughs> why? <laughs> Even now, after years, it still hurts. Yep, it really uh... does. <laughs> what do you think, Dan? Uh, I'm giving this a four and a half. I think this match is awesome. I I love the way that they interplay the familiarity. I love the way that Alec Shelley uses that thing of the familiarity to to just make some stuff work. Mm. And just I, I it always feels like there's a there's thought behind it. Yeah. It, it always a... feels like it always feels like there's a presence behind it. And also there's stuff like, you know, just in general, the way the match is structured, they kind of start off slower. They don't want to go like crazy at each other, but then it bumps up, 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 up. And then at the end, it's like, oh, we're going to use the misdirect. It's so good. It's so, so good. I agree. For me, bold four. Four in, mm-hmm. big, in a big, bold font is a four <laughs> for me. It's... Would that font be impact by any chance? <laughs> Hey. <laughs> Let them know. That's uh, a joke for all my font and wrestling enthusiasts out there. I mean, folks, where's the lie? <laughs> <laughs> no, it is a solid, solid four for me. Both of these guys, as I said, at this point, I think both of them had reached their kind of like, their kind of, their zenith. This is like, we're now like the all around best wrestlers now. And, uh, in terms of the X Division, these guys were... I mean, these guys were carrying it on their freaking back in this era. Not only as, as individuals, but as the tag team. Of course, they had that rivalry with Team 3D, which they saw them have some solid freaking matches with. And then, of course, a year later, they'd go on to have that amazing rivalry with Generation Me. I wonder what ever happened to those uh, those two in Generation Me. Oh, uh, you know, we'll find out eventually. <laughs> But no, amazing match from the pair of them. If anyone actually knows or can find that match that they had in Zero One in 2005-2006, go out and seek it. Because you think this match is good? That match is freaking awesome that they had. I'm sure it is out there somewhere on some kind of website. (laughs) Ah, So go scour it. So, match three. We're going a bit now into the more more modern times. 2021. Uh, we're going for it's from beyond wrestling it's alex shelley versus daniel garcia now i'll preface this by saying at this time alex shelley had only just a year or so coming out of retirement he'd gone on to kind of like he re- fully retired from professional wrestling he's uh became a um not uh, he's now a licensed physical physiotherapist therapist. yes um physical therapy clinician he'd become um 
because he said i think when he's when he did retire he said well in all honesty that's just become my main passion now is become is physical therapy yeah. so can't really see a point in wrestling anymore and to be I... fair if there's anyone out there that needs a physiotherapist it's wrestlers it's a, to not yeah. a, i was going to say having a wrestler that understands having a person that understands it probably helps i was going to say yeah i think alex shelley's more than qualified in that part to become a physiotherapist who knows aches and pains more than a professional wrestler does? <laughs> so yeah, we're at this point where Alex Shelley's now kind of in a revival. Coming out of retirement, doing this more in the indies. He had just come out of, of having that one appearance in NXT with Kushida, reforming yep. the time splitters. And Alex Shelley's now kind of in a kind of like a... I wouldn't say... Uh, like a like a like a a tour, like a farewell kind of like a a tribute tour. This is a career renaissance for Alex. Shelley oh yeah, no, time. it fully is. But like this man has come back and come back huge. It's the master versus. It is the master versus all of the students, basically at this point. Yeah. <laughs> so thoughts and feelings on this match. <clears throat> um, well, the, the thoughts I have is that. As per the match listings, it's like watching it's like watching him slowly turn into an anime villain. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you have you have become the thing that you swore to destroy. <laughs> See, that's the thing. I don't even think Shelly you swore to destroy anything. <laughs> <laughs> I I just feel like it looks it feels like less less like a darkening of the soul and more this is a means to an end. <laughs> <laughs> I have a job I must complete. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I'm just gonna be here and say I I I do like I because I've been watching a bunch of his stuff since he's come back. I I do like old man Shelley. Yes. <laughs> No, 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 no. I should preface. I should preface this by saying this man is old. This man is thir- about thirty-eight in this. Yes, <laughs> old man. Shirley. Shirley. Yeah, but like, just this iteration of Alex Shelley is so awesome to see because it just feels like everything has refined and come to a point. And now that he knows human anatomy better, it's basically a way of now making submission moves really hurt people. Yeah. <clears throat> and you know what, though? That shines through. The inventiveness is still there. There's still a bunch of really cool ideas. But also, what I really like about this <clears throat> version of Alex Shelley, and maybe it's because this isn't this is an indie match, but... <clears throat> He does so much crowd work in this. Mm. Mm. He's always paying attention to what's going on around him and saying things and responding. And it's so awesome to see. Because I feel like that aspect of his work is missed in the previous two. Yeah. But I think it is always an aspect that I feel like he's been a little bit underrated in. He didn't get to do as much in Impact... But like he has always been quite good at playing to that crowd. Yeah. What what I like about this, especially, is that um, tit for tat in terms of they go tit for tat in terms of their intensity because Daniel Garcia at this time is is an incredibly intense wrestler. 
Um, as everyone knows, he had one hell of a year in 2021. I love the fact that Shelly doesn't let down as well. So as soon as he kind of like, he hits him and he hurts him, Shelly's like, well, I'm going to hit and hurt you just as much as you hurt me. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I love that. <clears throat> and do you know what? There's, 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 there's a lovely bit of symmetry to this. Mm. Because in this match, Daniel Garcia is the punk kid. Yes, yeah, true. Trying to prove see, himself. See, this is a really see. Look, I didn't pick them out of the air for no reason, but <laughs> Alex Shelley and Alex Shelley is the veteran saying, "Nah, you ain't getting out of this." <laughs> it's almost like I deliberately chose them and put them in that order. <laughs> Nah, I don't know what I'm doing half the time. What the hell am I talking about? You know, it's it, it's it's really cool. There's thing there's there's things that like um, Alex Shelley, just like playing playing up to it. Yeah, and just being like, yeah, I'm I'm gonna, yeah, you. It's like you you see this. Yeah, I'm gonna make this hurt. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's nice seeing wily old veteran. Um, Alex Shelley look, uh, bowing for blood, in a way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love it. No, it's just like, again, what I like about Shelley, even though he had that retirement, he had time off to come back, he's still, like, even though he's, again, even though he's, like, he's not old, like, he's still in his 30s, for crying out loud. But the fact that he's still, he's still, he's slower than he was, but still has those fundamentals down, like they never left. Yeah, but it's like the 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 slowing down hasn't like held him back. It, that's what I'm trying he's, to get the point. He's yeah. just he's just refined his skill set. Mm. Because like the thing is, I know like people put Alex Shelley in that whole X Division conversation, but like I don't like I don't ever think I ever saw Alex Shelley as like oh the high flyer guy. I mean, he did pull it out. Like he did. He's he, he's moonsaults. Are he could pull it out cold. when he wanted to. Has frog a mean splash. frog splash. His frog splash is one of the best frog splashes. That's for darn sure. But, but um, like I I don't think it was ever like something that was like key to him. Mm-hmm. I guess I guess in the same way that like some of <clears throat> some of the ones contemporary to him in like the X division. Like once they started losing that ability to do as much crazy high flying stuff, that was like, oh, okay, well now things are gonna have to wind down. We're gonna have to have a big change. I guess you could. Whereas say- I think, mm. yeah. Whereas I think for Alex Shelley, it was like, okay, I can't do, I can't do stuff like as quick, or I can't do stuff as crazy anymore. I, I, you know, being there like, oh, I'll probably like retire. The, the slice bread and go back to just like the border city stretch and stuff but they just found ways to make that more interesting and i think that's a really underrated skill to have in wrestling it's amazing his career longevity by being a smart technical wrestler in a way isn't it yes it's amazing <laughs> what you can do when you're aware of your body's limits <laughs> oh gosh i mean i i, I mean i don't know my body body's limits especially when i get out of bed every morning but you know <laughs> I know that, brother, amen. <laughs> Damn, sciatica is a painful thing, fellas. <laughs> yeah, no, I think there's, I think there's so much stuff that he's done in terms of like adjusting 
his skill set and refining his skill set into what it needs to be now, what it needs to be to do what he wants to do. And also to just further the style that he wants to work because he does a really good, like, I, I, like yeah, you would call it a heel performance, but he does, he does a really good, like, work in this about, like, targeting aspects. Mm. And just, like I said, like, just doing stuff because, like, it, it looks painful to do. Yeah. <laughs> like, when he has, like, the... Uh, the kind of like, I normally call it straight jacket, but you know the one where you have like the arms crossed over their own neck, and he drops into the backbreaker. Ah, yes, knees? yeah, like the straight jacket. Dude, that looks that looks awesome. Need more of that in my life. Surfboard stretch, the 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 swing, like it's just all of that stuff. It's just so damn good. And it it's is crazy very that, good. It's crazy with this that Shelley, in this year. We not only have this match with Garcia, but you would have great matches against Wheeler Utah. He would end up becoming, of course, independent <clears throat> wrestling champion. He would have I was going to say, because he had the IWTV match. He also had that great match against Lee Moriarty as well. So this guy was this guy was rolling the punches and, and sticking with the contemporary <clears throat> bunch of, of indie wrestlers. There was also the... Um... Wasn't it the the Alex Shelley Ruby Soho? That was a great match. There was that as well. There, that was an insanely good match. So yeah, Alex Shelley, man. Again, if you have it, you never lose it. <laughs> so, rating for this match, fellas. I'll give it a three out of five. I do really, I do quite like it. Daniel Garcia was. Garcia was relatively green at this point, or was he not? I'm not sure. About three or so years into the business, but Garcia <clears> just <throat> come out, or just come back from a from a horrible injury where he had uh, where he, where both of his legs had been shattered in a car accident. Oh, that's what's doing it. Okay, because I did feel like like some of the momentum wasn't quite there, which kind of stops it from getting the full, getting that extra star for me. Yeah. But like. That makes sense. He got his fucking legs broken. Like, I can't really ding him for that too much, can I? <clears throat> yeah. Um, I'm going to give this one a four. Um, I really like this match. There's a bunch of really, really cool stuff in here. Just just like with most of Alex Shelley's matches. Um, <clears throat> I think there's some really cool stuff that they work to adjust the pace and the intensity. The stuff like where Garcia starts targeting the leg, and like they go for the Irish whip, and um, Shelley falls down. That's really cool. Brings a lot of intensity. Shelley brings a lot of energy to this great crowd work, and just <clears throat> it's just a really good representation of like the kind of thing you should be doing when you're like in the later stages. <laughs> mm-hmm. <clears throat> like that, like that, like that's what you can be. You can be your own inventive wrestler doing your own thing but still unique to you rather than just being a guy who's playing the hits mm. i feel like in terms of his contemporaries i feel like him and samoa joe are the two guys that have been <clears throat> that, have, that, have, that, have, that are doing that really well they've def- they definitely feel like the guys that have like lasted for it and like i said like we're looking at alex shelley and like career renaissance we're looking at him getting bookings again in impact 
<coughs> AEW. <coughs> Impact, AEW, New Japan, Strong. Probably New Japan just in general at some point. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I said, like, beyond basically every popular indie you can think of. Yeah. Like, it's, incre- it's incredible to see. And like I said, it's just a testament to his ability to adapt and change and overcome and be aware of what's happening and what people want and play to that, which I think has allowed him to last as long as he has. Exactly, exactly. 3.75. Um, for all of those reasons, and the fact that it's like, this dude's... Man, this dude's never lost it. (laughs) So, I think it's a bit silly for me to say, but as we usual with this one, third question, do you like Alex Shelley after watching these matches? (laughs) Reardon? I like him. I do. I do like him. He's very good at what he does. He is. See, I mean, there you go, fellas. He, no one's putting you on blast now, Reed. <laughs> oh, yeah. they will. Oh, they will. No, yeah, they yeah. definitely will. <laughs> um, yeah, I absolutely love Alex Shelley. I think he's one of the. I mean, I make it no secret that he's one of the guys that I was a massive fan of growing up. Mm-hmm. Certainly, one of those wrestlers that I looked to as you know, TNA was helping broaden my wrestling horizons. Mm. And as many of my friends will attest to, he is one of those guys who I've always said, like, it is amazing to me how he was never seen as one of the bigger important guys in the business. Yeah. Like, I find it incredible to me that there was never an Alex Shelley TNA world title run. We got Saban's world title run. But we, never we got, got... Saban's world title run, but I find it crazy that they never that they never decided to put it on Alex Shelley even for a little bit. I know. It's nuts. I mean, it's safe to say that. I mean, but mm. yeah, it's safe to say that I like Shelley. Everyone knows that. If they know me, they know that Alex Shelley's one of my favorite. <laughs> I don't. You don't need me to to reiterate any further than Dan already has. So, which brings me, I guess, to question four, and I'm more interested hearing Reardon's answer to this one. At the t- if you had seen, had been around the time of uh especially of match of match one um would you have liked shelly at that time in 2005 reardon 2005 2005 that's a coin flip i'd say actually Mm. that's a coin flip i think because at this time i was need i was like I was like neck deep in WWE. I think I I think it would have been would I had still been obsessed with Kurt Angle and then that would have given you the answer. Yeah. I think straightly <laughs> enough. Because because for me, Kurt Angle was the first like I I know, I know, I like the hearing one seeing it, but like Kurt Angle was the first like was the first wrestler that I saw that was billed as a technical wrestler. Mm. Yeah, no, I do get what you mean with that. And like I will say, it's one of those things where I've spoken about with people. I feel like the concept of being a technical wrestler has shifted so aggressively over like a, such a short period of time. 
Mm. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, like, especially with what the, the modern iteration is. Which, yeah, honestly, like, we could talk. Honestly, we could have an entire like discussion on what on whether there is like a death of the technical wrestler because yeah, I, everyone I because could, every wrestler yeah. is ex, is 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 expected to be technical to some degree. Where um, that was right, just put, not the put, case. Notebook, because I think this is a really good thing. We'll have a round table with like sixty different people. Yeah, oh, man, I, I actually, actually want to hear some. I'll bring the new legacy guys in just to have that conversation. Honest, honestly, I'd we'll love bring, that, that we'll, bring, we'll bring Johnny in just so we can yell, I want people to do spots. Where's the fire? Yes, yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll, we'll talk about this. But yeah, as for 2005, it's a coin flip. I, mm. I, I think that I think specifically for that one, I think one problem is that um, he, he's... He really seems like just a guy, and that's Ring of Honor, right? Oh They're gosh, just yeah, that's people. Ring of Honor in a nutshell. So, I feel like I feel like asking me that question is asking me would I have liked Ring of Honor in two thousand and five? Which, man, I don't know. We yeah. don't know. I okay. do not know. But now, if your first expo, if your first exposure to him was the Chris, was the Alex Shelley Chris Sabin match. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, I would have yeah. been obsessed. I would have been obsessed, G-Man. There we go. There we go. Okay. <laughs> See, there you go. <laughs> it's Activision, baby. I was, <laughs> I was, I was. Oh man. I think I know the answer to yours, Dan, because you were around watching it at this time as well. Yeah. <laughs> so yes. Well, yeah. I, I, I absolutely, I absolutely was. I, I, again, my, my love for the X Division, my love for Alex Shelley at this time period, and how I believe he could have been an even bigger and even more integral part of the growth of TNA um, is something I don't think we have time to, uh, <laughs> for me to keep going on about. It would basically just be me repeating the same thing for 30 minutes at a time. But yeah, um, <laughs> yeah I think I think Alex Shelley as a wrestler has done so much to influence the current modern style, let alone on his own and with MCMG. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think he's doing something incredible in helping to promote and develop the next generation of independent talents and wrestlers um in the american independent scene right now <clears throat> going going as far and wide as even just like you know like equivalently new japan strong all the way down to like certain just random like what we might term like provincial indie shows yeah and it, it's so it's so awesome to see and i think he is a wrestler that you know if if i was saying to someone like hey who who should i look at to to know how to do the wrestling good i would say alex shelley <laughs> couldn't have said it better myself so i guess rather than saying going out of the way to watch more of them would you be, I guess, would you go out of your way to see what they're currently up to? I now don't that... think so. I don't think so, to be quite honest. I wish him well. I wish him well. I'm sure he is doing great things. But I think this is a this is a fascinating guy. A wrestler who, who honestly has been cannibalized. <laughs> So much to the bone, <laughs> to 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 the marrow, my guy. Yeah. Like that, like that. What he is offering 
ah, I think I've honestly, I, I think I've honestly I think, seen I think that, so much I think of that it. Is, I think that is actually an incredible concept, though. Mm. The, the fact that a wrestler could have influenced something so much that then their their period their in period work seems derivative. Yeah, that's fa- that's fascinating as a concept. It's it's a it's, it's a concept that I am obsessed with as as someone who works in media. It's yeah. so it's so it's so interesting to see, and it's so interesting to see what what ones look extremely tame by comparison now. But yeah, the the guy seems tame comparison and you know what i i think he should consider that a compliment alex if you're listening <laughs> i mean he's me. definitely deserved to be wrestling for the fame spot that's for damn sure oh absolutely it'd be interesting to see how he reacts when you say like he's been cannibalized to the marrow <laughs> <laughs> probably he's probably Ooh, gonna like, it, it, yeah but yeah, no, with that, that ends Volume 9 of Great Wrestlers You Never Knew. And honestly, I feel that's been one of the most interesting Great Wrestlers we've ever had so far. It's a fascinating one. Mm-hmm. It's a fascinating one with this dude. It really is. I'm, exci- I'm excited now for future ones down the line. That's for damn sure. Oh, yeah. Mm. So, fellas, next episode, it's time to reach for the sky. In lieu of the anniversary of their very first Ring of Honor show, we're going to be having a retrospective on Jay and Mark, the Briscoes. Oh boy. This one I'm very much looking forward to because as a team and individually, these guys, you could probably consider to be one of the most uh, successful tag and singles um, competitors in Ring of Honor and the modern yeah. day wrestling sphere, the more I think about it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I am really excited to talk about Jay and Mark, basically kind of how they went from being chicken farmers to Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions, and in Jay's case, um, World Champion <laughs> a, a few mm-hmm. times, but still managing to still be chicken farmers in Sandy Fork, Delaware. <laughs> it's gonna t- We're going to chronicle their entire career I'm really looking forward to it, but until then, I've been Sam, this has been Reardon and Dan, and you have been listening to the Sweet Dreamland Podcast. We will see you, as always, on the next one. Bye, everybody! Bye! Bye.